Hi, I'm your host, Thomas, data scientist, data engineer, and you're listening Let's Talk AI. On this podcast, we receive experts to talk about their experience, visions, challenges, with no fear to go into technical details. If you're looking to learn more about AI and related subjects, you're at the right place to make yourself comfortable and enjoy. If you like this episode, please give us a review on your favorite streaming platform, such as Spotify or Apple Podcast. You can also find more content on my LinkedIn newsletter. Welcome everyone to this new episode of Let's Take I'm super happy to be today with Raphael Mansui. Raphael, how are you doing? I'm very happy to be to be with you for this for this podcast. And I'm very happy that you're here. For everyone who's listening, quick reminder, Let's Take We discuss with experts about AI, but more generally data, and we discuss about um, uh, people who've been working in this field for some time to get insights, whether on the technical perspective, business perspective. Today, we're, to- we're going to talk expensively on data engineering, data science, entrepreneurship, also the concept of agency and many more subjects. So if one of these things interests you, which um, should, because if you're in the data field, um, I think it is very state of the art. So really looking forward. I was really looking forward to this discussion. So I hope that you enjoy and learn as much as I can uh, on today's episode. That being said, Raphael, um, maybe for the people who might not know you, can you do a, a brief introduction of yourself? Yes, of course. So I'm a multi-entrepreneur. Uh, I started my career more than 25 years ago. Uh, I started a company, a first company that was a consulting company first. And this company got investor. The the got the, the investor was a, a gas company, one of the main industrial gas company in the world. A very big business. There is just four actors in the world. The name is Air Liquid in France. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so um, I switched from the business uh, consulting to uh, I, I moved from this to, to be to become a software editor, and I spent uh, more than 15 years to build software for this company, for Aliquid. And it means all the software that manage the delivery of gas. Mm. So what does it mean? You have sensor on the customer side, you have factory that produce gas, and you collect all the, all the data. And using all this data, you can automatically forecast the consumption of the customer. You can optimize the cost of electricity when you produce, because actually to produce gas, because we use um, you know air under uh, is free, but you need electricity. So we need a lot of electricity. So the key point is to optimize the cost of electricity. So we create optimization solution for that. On most difficult part, uh, we create software to manage the supply chain of gas and we use algorithm uh, for that, uh, or personal research on AI stuff in order to automatically uh, produce a delivery plant every day according to all the data we get in order to optimize the fuel consumption when you deliver by truck. So it was very, very, very challenging project. 
with uh, real data, real business, because we deliver oxygen to the hospital. So it's critical. It's not, uh, you cannot miss a delivery. So uh, it's a real AI in the, in, in the wild. Okay. Hmm. On, I sold this, the share in this company three years ago because uh, there is a one time you need to, to get a little bit money. Okay. And I started a business, uh, a business, focusing on the data on AI. It's, it's my journey in a very short way. Awesome. Well, this is this was going to be my, my second question, but I think that we could just talk about this first experience for uh, an hour long, <laughs> uh, which we'll, uh, we, we will try not to do that and target different specific points of them, um, including your uh, actual journey. Yeah. Uh, next question should be, would be um, from... So that's a little bit of retrospective of who you are uh, professionally. Um, I always like to ask the guests, what are they trying to achieve today? So what are you trying to achieve with these new companies? And what are your, uh, your goals, your ambitions as of today? Okay. Yeah, okay. So I, I start a new, a new constant business because I want to focus, uh, because before I managed a big team uh, with a lot of pressure. And now I'm uh, more focused on the technical part, on the, on the constant part. So my role is a, a technical advisor in data engineering on AI. So I provide consumer services to big corporations. One of the big customers uh, I have right now is uh, Decathlon. I don't know if you know Decathlon. Decathlon mm -hmm. is one of the, the, the major retailer of sport articles. And this, Decathlon wants to become one of the, the leader in data. Okay, so. Uh, I start uh, a consulting mission with them uh, two years ago in order to create a massive data lake to get mm. all the data from uh, from Decathlon. We try to provide value using using this data. Uh, it's one of one example of customer. Um, I also uh, do consulting to provide uh, more on the AI side. Uh, strategic consulting for company, for example, consulting company, how to uh, provide a better offer to the to the customer using AI. Uh, I'm also an advisor for startup, so uh, I advise uh, several CEO of startup how to leverage uh, AI in their product. And I create startup myself. Uh, for example, this year I've opened. Uh, uh, an insurance company uh, that uh, uses modern technology uh, to sell insurance. So it's one of the one of, one of the the activity on the uh, Amazon. I'm writing book. Um, uh, I write I written a book this year. The book will be published uh, in January. It's with Pact, um, a famous editor. And uh, the book will be. Uh, about data integration, which is related to data engineering. So the book will be, uh, the title of book, the book will be The Definitive Key Guide to uh, Data Integration. And I have another project of book uh, with uh, some uh, new friends uh, from Apple and Google on generative AI. 
So I hope to start a, a new book very, very soon uh, on that topic. Wow. Um, I believe that we could speak also about time management on this episode because uh, you, you, you achieve a lot, high achiever, uh, and you do uh, many things and uh, it could be very interesting further on the on this episode to to get some advice on time management yeah. and on how do you prioritize and, and set up your goals for yourself yeah. um, amazing so I, I, I would like to come back briefly on your career on your journey to yeah. maybe get some insights from specific moments and points Um, so you've spent quite some time with uh, early quit, um, yeah. working on the full stack data AI use cases. Um, yes. And IoT, I guess. And yeah, IoT, more, yes. More yes. And like, like everything related to getting data from specific machines or specific yeah, exactly. data points to, uh, to, to enhancing them and getting value from it either by reducing costs, improving systems, or um, adding yeah. business value, uh, generating more money. Um, then you've started this journey building many companies, uh, being a consultant for, um, for um, startups and also consulting companies and much more. Um, how did you get in this entire journey? And maybe can you sh share with us some key moments Um, okay. Yes. Some key moments of my career. Uh, first of all, um, I have a master of computer science in data on AI. So mm -hmm. already, it's already my specialty. So uh, after university, actually, I, I directly start a business. Mm -hmm. And the first business I've created, the first customer I got was uh, uh, a bank bank company, and I've created uh, a system, a network system to help the communication between the windows and the mainframe. So it's a system programming, and uh, it was very technical. It was a two-year project, and I start my career like this. And then I moved to, uh, because, okay, of course, when you are just, I start as independent consultant directly. Okay. That's, and then yeah. it was to have more ambition. So uh, I founded a, a consulting company uh, with some partner in Paris. And this company was uh, quite successful, uh, got big customer and big opportunity. And uh, one of my main customers was Aliquid. And after, after a few months, they asked me to pitch at the headquarters to to get investment and I get investment and little by little actually we become a subsidiary of, of Air Liquid. Of course I was a minor, minority shareholder and uh, we build all this amazing system uh, with them. That's that's amazing. I wanted to come back on the on the entrepreneurship side um, because I like to when we had the opportunity to discuss entrepreneurship on the podcast. Um, You started right away after the university as an independent. Yes, exactly. Well, it was start? not common. It was not exactly. common at that. It was not common at that time because you know it yeah. was in '95. Exactly. And everybody, everybody believe I'm crazy. No, because um, uh, since I was a child, I want to be an entrepreneur. So 
uh, it was the, the normal way to for me to do. So uh, when the uh, you know uh, um, people try to recruit me, I say no, I want to be an entrepreneur. So I will start my company and I will build a system for you. So it was very natural for me. Wow. Uh, so and I start I start like this, and actually is is a good way because the, the when you start very, there is not a lot of moment in time you can start to be an entrepreneur. I believe that the best moment to, to be an entrepreneur is just right after school. Because at that age, when you're very young, you don't have a lot of constraints. You don't have a family. You don't have a lot of burden because actually you don't need a lot of money when you are young. So it depends. <laughs> it depends, but uh, you don't. So it's a, it's, it's a very good, and you, you have plenty of energy. Mm. The second moment of life, you can be an entrepreneur to start a new company is when you are experienced, you have maybe 45, 50. It's one of the best moments of life to start a company. Why? Because your child, maybe they are 20, 25, okay? So you don't have, uh, you know, to take care of the family. And you have money, if you are successful before. And another point is, um, you have experience because when you are young, you, when you are very young, of course, you do so many mistakes and it's totally normal is the way to be an entrepreneur. But, you know, if I had the knowledge I have now, when I start, actually, uh, it, it can save me uh, many, many years uh, and you can grab the opportunity more efficiently. So, in my point of view, the two best months in life is at the very, very beginning or at the midlife of your career. In mm. between, it's difficult. When you are 30, you have a family, uh, you need to, to purchase a house, something like this, except mm. you don't have a family. Mm. Okay. But, if you have, but if not, it's, it's really, really difficult to, uh, to start a company. In my point of view, when you are 30, it's not the best moment of life to start a company. Mm. Yeah, I see. We can't manage risks the same way. Um, yes. And I also understand that, yes, it might also depend on, on each person, but as a framework, it is a very interesting two moments to enter fully this uh, amazing journey of entrepreneurship. I was wondering how it felt. So you've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, how did you go about getting your first customer, working on your first project, Getting your first challenges as from like technical perspective because you're out like you're recently out of the uh, university and you don't have like people to ask to. Yeah, How did you manage all of that? Uh, oh, it was very simple actually. I was uh, you know first when when I went to university actually I don't want to work in a company. I want to create my company. And you know you need to be an intern to to validate your master. Okay, mm -hmm. so I go to pitch my professor on. I say, I want to start a company and it will be my internship. And the company, the company will be a company that do search on the internet. Mm. And I want to use AI. Actually, the project was to create ChatGPT, but it was in 95. <laughs> it was not possible, of course. <laughs> and at the time, we just have simple, you have neural network, but you don't have the computer uh, power for that. Yeah. Uh, we have symbolic AI can work on, on NLP. And I was crazy. Uh, I want to do that. 
And I was not aware that was not possible at that time because when you are very young, you are afraid of nothing. And you, you know that, you don't know that it doesn't work actually. It, 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 it's not possible. And my, my professor at that time, they say, okay, uh, maybe you, you can open a company, but if you try to recruit half of the promotion to work in the company, it will not, they will fail and after it will be a nightmare. So mm-hmm. go to work in a traditional company on a... Uh, I find an internship in a traditional business, banking industry, very boring. Okay, so I got my internship, and after two weeks, uh, I deliver I deliver all the program, and after two weeks, I have nothing to do, and uh, and then uh, uh, my boss at that time gave me another challenge is to uh, to think about the future of the distributed system and blah blah blah. And at the end of the internship, actually, I developed a report and, uh, and I pitch to create the system of, of the bank. And there is a, one guy in my office, it was another intern, and I say, okay, do you want to do a project with me? And we convince the boss, and that's, that's all. As simple <laughs> as that. <laughs> as simple as that. As simple um, as that, yes. It was, I would it was, assume. Yeah, it yes, was sorry. it was it was funny, and I, 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 and I, I, I when when you see, you you see back actually this kind of journey, this kind of story, I, I was totally crazy because you know if it doesn't work, the bank doesn't work actually, and we mm-hmm. were successful, and and that's and, 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 and it was funny. When you are young, actually, you're not aware of the risk. Yeah, yeah, I was I was reading a uh, Paul Graham. Um, and he have an amazing paper about how doing great work and this is one of uh, an amazing part of of the paper is that he discuss about how we um how some people can outperform and a lot of the time it's because we're not aware of like yeah. the risk we're taking or we're not yes. aware of all the rules that we're entering exactly. because we're at the beginning and so we just go for it and then with some things that people thought impossible because we didn't care that much or didn't knew about the existing rules and constraints. Exactly, um, exactly that. It's why it's, it's the best moment of uh, to create a company when you are young because you are new, you have nothing to lose. Yeah. You have nothing to lose and the, there is skin in the game because you need to success, if not, okay? Mm, yeah. And, um, but the problem of that is you do so many mistakes. Hmm. Because you don't have the experience, you don't have all the. Um, you're not wise, because, hmm. okay, why I can do that? Okay, so uh, it's why it's risky. There, there is a okay. You you can be lucky, but you are not always lucky. Hmm. Hmm. Awesome. Um, all right, I will. We'll definitely come back on the entrepreneurship and on the multiple companies that you're creating today and all your con- consulting expertise. Um, so you have a, a technical background, but um, you you also have a business, uh, like you have both a technical and business perspective due to all yep. your experiences. Um, so I think my question for you would be, we were talking about the key moments of your careers. Um, yeah. How did you, can you share a bit of a retrospective of how the concepts of data engineering, data science, 
uh, overall systems, computer science in general, grew through time um, till today? And what is your vision of the state of the art today? Which is a huge question. Maybe uh, we don't yeah, need to answer these details. It, but... Yeah, it's a huge question. But if you look back in time, uh, mm-hmm. it, maybe 25 years ago and 30 years ago, the concepts were there and it was the same. Mm. Because all the concepts we have now, mm-hmm. of course, not all, but most of them were existing, including in AI, rising at, at that time. The big difference now, uh, because before it was in laboratory, in research department, on very big corporation, mm-hmm. but now is everywhere. And every company, uh, small and big, they use just kind of technique. And what is very different now is the competing power because we have all this competing po- competing power because we have the cloud. We can store a crazy amount of data, and we have we are data rich. There is data everywhere, and uh, in on the conceptual the conceptual point of view is exactly the same as 25 years ago. But now we can act and build something that works. Is is the big difference because no world, no world network exists at that time. On you know Yann Lequin. Yann Lequin is one of the famous uh, search searcher. Is the AI officer of Meta. And this guy invent most of the concept in the 90s. The, the only difference now he has computer power to make his dream a reality. Okay, because mm. 25 years ago, if you say you am student in AI. Mm-hmm. Everybody laugh at you because that's not serious. What what are you talking about actually? Because you don't produce something useful. Why? Because at that time it was not possible because the we don't have the the computing you have you mm-hmm. have now. And the big difference now, uh, there is uh, more tools. Uh, there is more expertise because, of course, you no need only uh, to be an expert on the conceptual part. Uh, now there is engineers that are specialized in very, very specific field. Before, you know, just uh, if you are a computer scientist 25 years ago, you're just someone that can do everything. Now, uh, for each category of, it's a little bit like medicine, you know, when you see a doctor, you say, oh, I'm just a doctor for the nose, and I'm a doctor for the ear, I'm a doctor for the for the food and mm-hmm. in IT is exactly the same. You mm-hmm. need, there is, because now, it be, because there is many, many tools, many technologies, even if the concepts are the same, there is so many stuff to master that you need to be a specialist of different fields. It's why, mm-hmm. you know, data engineering doesn't exist uh, maybe 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's, a new, it's a new job. And now we are talking about AI engineer before we are talking about data science, because um, the difference between data scientists and engineers is data science, they train model, but an engineer, they, they, they are aware about all the techniques on API, on tools in AI, and they can build stuff, application. Mm-hmm. And most of the data scientists, they don't know what, to, they are not software engineers, because they, more, they come more from math and statistics. Mm-hmm. So there is so many specialty now. It's a very big difference. Hmm. 
Awesome. And it's difficult to ma- it's difficult to master every aspect. Yeah. And it's more professional actually. Yeah, I think that computer science to me can be at the core of it. And then it can take some nuances. Like for example, a data engineer may have strong computer science uh, yeah. uh, base uh, fundamentals and then strong understanding of managing batch near real time, real time yep. data with specific yeah. technology and so on. And if we compare it to the ML engineer or AI engineer, they would be more aware of like data observability, the pipelines, yes. the tools, the, yep. the tools in the cloud, the, the different cloud providers and and how do they um, like build the good metrics and the good pipelines to, uh, to deploy these models. Uh, so it's very interesting how it is, um, how the, the overall ecosystem is uh, being shaped and how yep. uh, more depth there is every day in each of those roles and uh, how expert can people become. Uh, that's awesome. I would like to ask you about coming back to the business and tech perspective when, we're, when, when you're doing consulting um, today. What are the main strengths that you get from your specialties um, when you talk with clients or stakeholders or anyone in front of you? What are the, the unique uh, uh, knowledge and strength that you bring to the table? Uh, what I bring to the table? Um, because I, I work on so many projects. Uh, so I have a good knowledge about every aspect. It could be IoT, IoT can be uh, even mainframe on the uh, big database, distributed database, on the, I also know the business in many mm-hmm. fields because, um, okay. So what I bring to the table is uh, this, big, this long experience and also the experience of uh, deployment of uh, real AI project mm-hmm. in the industry on how you can fail too with this deployment. For mm-hmm. example, in my career, I, I have done some mistakes. Mm-hmm. For example, um, I believe that you can bu- build an AI system that can create, for example, a delivery plan for a customer, okay, for, to, deliver, uh, to deliver customers, and it will work like a black box. But it's not the true, because what I figure out is AI is more copilot because it's always not precise. There is always some data that, that, that the data that is missing on the decision you can take. Even if it is the best decision on the mathematical point of view, it's not the best decision because you don't know every aspect of the reality. So human always beat AI on that because Human have more information. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, uh, one of the first projects uh, I built, uh, it was not a huge success. On the on the on the technical side, it was a success because uh, on the mathematical point of view, uh, if you have a, for example uh, a problem to solve, we can create the best optimized plan of delivery. But the problem is nobody wants to exe- execute this plan because the one that is in charge to execute the plan is 
what you call a dispatcher in the gas industry is someone that uh, takes all the needs of the customer and must uh, create a plan and then give the delivery route to the, to, to the truck drivers. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the problem is if you do everything in automatic, there is always some information that is missing or bad data, very bad information on the, 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 the plan you give doesn't work. And it's good you know, on a mathematical point of view, but it doesn't work. So you need to take into account the user. And user is part of the solution. And he must be a copilot. So when I try to do the project once again, several years later, we, we took a different approach. We use AI as a copilot. Uh, so just the AI is a, an advisor that gives some clue about what is a very good delivery point. And the user can among, modify the plan in order to improve and give more information. And using this strategy, we can create something that works and can be really used uh, by and, and create value for the, for the company. Hmm. So, and sometimes you need to provide something that is not optimal in the point of view of the mathematical model. You need to create something that is realistic. So, for example, I want to, uh, we know that, for example, we can save 10% of the cost. But the problem is if you try to bid to, to get 10% of the cost reduction, the problem is the, the system, uh, you optimize the system too well. So if something got wrong, everything is a mess because it's too optimized. You know, when you optimize a system, it's the same with, computer, with computers. You try to optimize the memory or everything and you don't have space left, uh, it can be a nightmare if something happened. Mm. And it's the, it's the same. So when you create a, an AI system, you need to take into account the reality of the, the business. You need to take into account that there is human that ultimately take decision, okay? And you need to include the human perspective into the system. If not, you fail. User experience is very important. So if you see the huge success of uh, ChatGPT, uh, why it creates value? Because GPT-3 exists for a long time, actually. But just mm -hmm. it, was, it was a huge success last November, last year, because they created this user interface that was user-friendly, User friendly, they had this, uh, you know, instruction based uh, chat system, uh, and they train, they optimize, they fine tune the model for that, and they, they create this. Finally, this interface that provide value to the user, and it was a huge success. And it's not because the model was not there; the model was there, but mm -hmm. just they find a way to to bring the value to the user, and it was a massive success. Mm. And uh, it's, it's, it's the lesson I learned, actually. Amazing. Um, I would have different points to come back. I agree that um, we need to be very, like, human in the loops, like when we're building yeah. AI is uh, one key point. The second one that I, I loved is uh, um, this overfitting concept of models that yes. needs to be taken care of with yeah. understanding that how ChatGPT enhanced it very well, understand 
make everyone understand that when they're using AI, it is to enhance what they can do, not yes. necessarily to replace them. Y yes. And as a third point, and you might react to this and I would love to hear what you think, but I believe that when we're capable of auto-training new pipeline, new sources of data to enrich models, enrich all the, the sources of data uh, that we can provide so that we can have the broader perspective um, real time. So this is like in a long time, but like if I project myself in the long term, when we say when we think of the prompt engineering goal, um, yeah. I see the prompt engineering as someone interacting with uh, all the systems, and I believe that we can have under uh, the prompt engineering, which let's say is like the master. Uh, then I would love to discuss about the concept of agent and, and learn more from, from, from your vision. But if I go through these ideas that I have that might not be true in three months uh, from today, but I don't know, let's play this game. We have this prompt engineering. Yep. There are all the systems. I believe that at some point, the systems will be able to train and enrich themselves, um, connecting yes. with new data, more data from different kind of spaces, um, and maybe uh, understand what makes sense, what doesn't, not necessarily on a correlation point of view, because we, we know that some specific metrics can have correlations, but doesn't, doesn't, it isn't useful to, to use them one and the other because they don't have uh, anything uh, in common. So that being said, I believe that at this point, maybe that GI will come to a point where it will be... Um, it will need a user, but the educated cases uh, might be stronger. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know if like AI will be able to. Uh, I don't know. I will. I will leave this unanswered so far because I want to come back to this. But do you have some reaction maybe to the prompt engineering goal, to the shape of the future of AI, the future of all the systems, and like how how do you feel about? Um, the evolution in this field? The evolution of this field. Okay. What is new in AI is generative AI. This, this, this brings a lot of new space. Uh, a very, very big playgrounds, actually. The big, the very big advantage of generative AI um, for, is the first time that you have the most of the human knowledge that is captured on a function. Because what is a LLM? It's just a mathematical function, okay? And this function can predict from an input. So what the big advantage we have with, with this concept is, is for the first time in the history of humanity, we can transform concept, text, into vector into math. And the very big advantage is we can do computation on meaning, on stuff. And we, we can play very amazing stuff with that. Because when, when you just prompt a system, we have, you have this huge language model. And this huge language model actually has, is just a compression of all the knowledge that exists. 
okay? And using a prompt, you use just a magic formula that creates a subspace in the latent space of knowledge, and you retrieve something that exists, but something that can be new, because the big advantage of LLM, you have different knowledge, diff because human knowledge is very, is very wide, is very big, and there, there is many, many specialties. And the very good, very great things with LLM is you can use a prompt that combine, for example, knowledge of biology and knowledge of philosophy, and you can create something that is new because you can combine knowledge. You can play very, very funny game with that. And, uh, and you can use LLM to invent and to innovate. And it's the first time in the history of humanity we can have this tool, just like the invention of, of uh, writing. Because I see generative AI as, is as important as writing. We have this huge knowledge and we can combine all these pieces of knowledge. And we can include other knowledge in real time. If you use an external database, a fact and blah, 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 you can combine and create something amazing. And you can do some funny experiments. And it's not limited to computer science because you can do AI uh, with philosophy. You can do AI with biology. And you can make very f fun experiments mm -hmm. because, because of that. LLMs are amazing and I love the creative part. And what I was referring also before is maybe like if we can combine the generative AI, the idea of converting text to, um, to well, like you said, to vector, like embeddings. And if we're able to enhance this technology plus uh, more like generative systems, yes. like not only generative like, Mm, I mean, further than LLMs, generative system, generative databases, and so on. And we match it with uh, that observability. I believe that we can uh, achieve amazing things uh, that can really enhance uh, um, humankind, let's say. And I also, and here is this is a very touchy topic, and I don't want to enter uh, too yeah. much into it because there are a lot of uh, points of views and so on. But I think it touched on the uh, universal... Uh, universal salary and like how how can we make sure that if we can replace some like complicated uh, um, work um, uh, then we can install a universal salary and we can upgrade the the the, the life of uh, uh, millions and millions of people uh, and there are many many things to discuss about so um this is a little drift do you want to react about uh, yeah this? yeah but I, I don't buy the idea that there is no work to do you know, in, in, in IT, you know, if you are IT guy or IT girl, what you do is just you try to always replace you. But there is always more work. There is always more demands, actually. Each time you create no-code tools, you create cloud, automatic deployment, actually, there is more, the things become more and more complex and you have more mm -hmm. and more things to do because um, there is more and more need. Mm. So, Okay, maybe there is some work that we don't know, we are doing today that we, we we will not do in the future because of AI. For example, mm. coding, coding, uh, translating an intent 
take description into, uh, for example, a program in Rust or in Scala or blah, 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 or Python. Mm. I believe that it will be not so important in the future. Just as before, you, at the time of mainframe, actually the people, they, you know, they, they, they punch the card on, and they punch the hole in the, the card. Now it's not important anymore. But the same with coding. I, see, I believe that coding uh, will be dead. But what is different is because you can build on combined system, the, 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 the skill you must have in the future is to properly think and describe what you want. Because if you ask an AI, for example, oh, okay, build me the best uh, data ingestion system, okay, and you describe a little, little bit of stuff, <laughs> at the end, you get nothing. Mm. Because you need to describe all the parts that make the this data ingestion platform, for example, uh, working. So you need to give more, more, more clue. You need to explain how to do it and, and, and so on. So at the end, it's programming. The, the difference is programming just with English or mm -hmm. French or German or Spanish, whatever, whatever. But it will be different. Um, and because we can, we can create uh, more and more stuff uh, with uh, more and more complex, mm -hmm. we will build more advanced system. So it's not exactly right that there will be no more job in the future. I believe that we have we will have more job, but the job nature will be different. Hmm, exactly. I love I love Naval Ravikant uh, on this. Yep. Uh, he have an yes. amazing he have amazing points. Um, so without quoting too much of him, I, I recommend uh, to, to listen to what he yep. does. I mean, I believe that many people who are listening already knows him. But one of the things that I really like is that automating all of these things will allow more room for creative jobs. Uh, exactly. And, and, and of course, like you mentioned, new job. But if we take history uh, and we come back to specific moments where we had um, big advancements in technology, just coming back to the... The Fordism, like uh, when we yeah. saw uh, these big manufacturers, this created a big change in yeah. the working labor. And I believe that the more we enhance this technology, the best we can help reduce pain on human beings and allow more creative uh, and unique jobs for the future. Yeah, I agree with that. So because the, the, the job in the future will be more about creativity. Every People on this planet will be a singularity, just like as Navik uh, uh, writes in his book. Mm -hmm. And you need to find your singularity. What is your passion? What you want to create? And mm. I believe that uh, most of uh, us will be a creator or yeah. a, a caretaker because uh, there is a lot, a lot of job opportunity just because taking care of each other. Okay, mm -hmm. and it, uh, the, the the life will be improved because we can automate. We can make all the boring job disappear because mm. for this, what he was good in a sense because we become richer, but the life under for this was a nightmare, actually. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, it brings prosperity, it brings um, consumerism, but there is other way. 
than consumerist. Mm. So I believe that, you know, if you study philosophy and you have this image of, uh, you know, Greek people uh, where there is two class of people, there is the slave and there is the, you know, the, the, uh, the Athenian that have the right to discuss and to create and some, 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 something like mm. this. So the slave, because it's not moral to have slave, but mm. the slave will be the AI. Mm. And we are the one that can discuss, that can create, uh, that can do meaningful stuff because we don't spend all the time in doing boring stuff. Mm. So it's just my vision. But the problem is, it will be difficult. It will be painful because there is a lot of people that actually like the Fordism and like the kind of job because um, the contract is stable. You bring your time. You 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 sell your time against money. They give you the the, the company give you an amount of money for a repetitive job, and a lot of people can do this kind of job. But the problem of creativity is more challenging because not everybody uh, feels comfortable uh, with creativity. Mm. And there is, is also a society where there is winner and loser. It's a very big difficulty to, uh, of that because the problem is uh, very often the winner take all. Mm. And so... <laughs> It's, it's, it's not an easy transition. Hmm. Yeah, and that applies a lot in the tech industry. Uh, yeah. Like winners takes all. Yes. I believe that it will require time, but I believe that there are very interesting scenario that could uh, outfold. And, um, and I believe that there are very innovative solutions that will require not only mathematics or specific knowledge or AI knowledge, but also like philosophy and concepts yeah. and and the same people who invented uh, governments and the the entire systems of countries. Uh, this is the kind of work that needs to be uh, done, but based on the new inputs, new technology, as technology is growing more and more um, um, uh, at a faster pace. So yeah. those are amazing topics. And I, I, I enjoy a lot that we were able to exchange a little bit on it. And I really want um, to, to do more content about, uh, about uh, these kind of things on, on this podcast, because I believe that having those discussions are very important and we can share ideas and share, share common knowledge and, and try to, instead of being scared about what could happen, trying to find great solutions and discuss those possible um, points where it could do harm or it could go wrong and by discussing them and thinking we can maybe um, yeah. find great solutions um, so um, so continuing I would like to, to to moving on the data engineering the quality of the data because if we go back yeah. to the present <laughs> so far the data is a lot of the time mess so you're writing a book right now on data engineering uh, I would love to hear your point of view on data engineering as of today and what can people expect to see in your book okay so the the big the big issue with data engineering is a very huge subject and um, the big difficulties is you cannot learn that in school 
because uh, if you study computer science or uh, engineering uh, at university, uh, of course, you know everything about distributed system, blah, 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 you know all the concepts. But the problem is data engineering is very practical. You know, uh, uh, the, the job, the, the, uh, you mentioned pipeline, real-time pipeline, uh, batch, uh, constraint, and so on. So there is not a lot of book that describe uh, every aspect of data integration. So we try to, don't write a book that will be obsolete in two or three years because, mm -hmm. you know, there is many, many products on market. Mm -hmm. It's moving so fast. So uh, I, went, uh, I wanted to write a book about all the concepts of data integration, but on the conceptual point of view. Mm -hmm. So in order that uh, the knowledge you cannot find in, uh, at school, you can find in the book. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and if you start your journey as a data architect or uh, someone that want to decide about uh, the data strategy of a company or you have a, you are a data engineer that you know to, to have a higher perspective uh, on, on, on the field to see all the aspects mm -hmm. uh, from the ingestion to uh, the, the insight okay so uh, is the is the book to read mm. And uh, um, this is why uh, I, I write this book with some other colleagues. They are, they are data engineers. They work with me, mm -hmm. and uh, we decide to work to, to work together to, to provide this uh, this book asset. Hmm. Amazing. Um, in, in terms of enhancing AI systems, so you have a lot of experience. Um, you've been doing different things. Um, do you have maybe some tips or lessons learned from your journey that you might share with us in terms of uh, data quality, data engineering? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Big concepts to, to share. Yeah. Uh, there is a big concept. You know, people very often think there is gold in the data. So if you collect a lot of data, you will find gold. Mm. Most of the time, you find nothing. Mm. You invest a lot to collect all the data and you find nothing. Because the best data actually is build not a bottom uh, bottom up but top down because mm. it's better to have a use case for example you are you are this um, this company mm -hmm. uh, like uber for example and you want to uh, solve the the use case uh, of of, use, of uber Okay, mm -hmm. so from the beginning, you, you build all the system to collect the data you need. But very often, you know, a company that, uh, they are all, if you have a company that is already built, they have a lot of data system. Mm -hmm. Actually, the, the data system or the system of record system are not built for a use case. So mm -hmm. you're just, you just reuse some existing uh, data source from For, for a use case, a new use case, and very often it failed because, of course, the data quality is not there, the, the way you structure the data doesn't fit. So if you have the chance to start Greenfield, that means to, you think about your use case, what you want to do, what you try to achieve, and if you build a system, the whole system to collect the data, you can create a lot of value. But if you take 
you want to take two petabytes of data and you try to find gold in it, it's so difficult because there is not there is a lot of data that is not useful at all for hmm. for for your your use case. Makes sense. Uh, so if we discuss about, um, I mean, as a as a, an AI strategist, speaking about use cases and what you just heard make a lot of sense. And I think my next question would be, um, how do you go about choosing the right use cases to work on, to start working on? Uh, and how do you set up the metrics that you're going to define if it's a success, if it can be improved? Um, can you share on this? Yeah, but it, it depends on what kind of use case you, you want to solve. If it is just an, because AI can be used to optimize stuff. For example, mm -hmm. you want to improve. Uh, for example, you you want to improve the to optimize the the production of gas. For example, in that case, mm -hmm. you have clear metrics. <laughs> what what the the cost you can save and mm -hmm. is easy to. To, to measure the same for delivery. So mm -hmm. it's not a big, big problem. Um, there is, uh, it's different with generative AI. For example, suppose that um, your mission is to create a solution that can do a very great translation using generative AI. So use mm -hmm. generative AI to create a new product uh, that can translate stuff. Mm -hmm. How do you evaluate the quality of the translation? So That means that when you build an AI system, you need to create a lot of uh, metrics on the, to study all the methodology people have used hmm. uh, to judge what is a good translation or not. Because it's hmm. very difficult to compare. Mm -hmm. The same for a summary, when you have a summary. Mm -hmm. So there is some method, for example, uh, when you want to compare uh, the whole text on a summary, Mm -hmm. uh, you use the keyword, so you just mm -hmm. track density, the stat, the status of keyword. On sometimes it's not keyword; it's just uh, something that is similar. So mm -hmm. you need to uh, to define different kind of of metric mm -hmm. to know what the metric is used for. Because if you use just keyword, it's not enough because it doesn't detect the negation of a stuff. Mm -hmm. So You, you need to, to know, uh, to, to create a, a framework with all these metrics. And mm -hmm. once you work on your use case, you need to, at the same time you, you design the system, you need to create all the tests according to these metrics to see if what you are doing is something that improve, is improving or not. Mm -hmm. Because the very difficult part of generative AI is, is something that is moving. Sometimes you know a prompt is working, and sometimes it doesn't work, and mm -hmm. you don't know why because it's not you know it's not explainable, and so is is uh, is good to have a methodology in which you can assess stuff on mm -hmm. on clear metrics that are clearly defined. Don't mm -hmm. try to invent stuff because there is a lot of research paper uh, that already uh, try to design metrics because when you are a researcher you try to to see which method is best is better than the other. So they have a lot, mm -hmm. a lot of, 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 uh, of metrics and it's good to read research paper to, to mm -hmm. know about that. Awesome. 
Yes, are we thinking about different methods to assess um, the performance of an LLMs based on an application, whether if we update or if we use a new model, how, like, how does it improve my application? And uh, I've seen a few interesting ways to do so. Um, one being, let's say, I'm going to define a framework of specific sentences that needs yep. to answer specific prompts. Yep. And then I'll use those sentences and maybe use like the um the the coefficient of, of similarity uh, yes. between like two vectors and based yeah, exactly. on how that differs yeah. that could be one way another way is like making end users tag <laughs> as yeah, always like exactly. rating the, human... the prompt mm -hmm. yes human, human evaluation works very well yeah mm -hmm. and uh and many uh many more uh, things but i believe that those metrics, like you mentioned, reading a lot of papers because a lot of things will come up in the upcoming months and years as of best practices in this field. I believe that we're still uh, installing uh, the, the, the best practices. Um, so from that perspective, I see totally coming back to the AI strategist. Also, I was wondering if you're an, an uh, autonomous or an agent, and I would like to ask you about the agent concept, um, oh, yeah. but briefly, um, before that, if I'm independent and I want to add value, maybe I see the overall company and I see like that they want to target specific pain points that I might have. As an AI strategist, how would you come about, look, I'm going to target this pain point with these solutions going to be able to to implement it like that like how do you prioritize the different payments that a company might have uh, discussing with business or, or, or so yeah. uh, actually there is uh, um, i just see uh, some opportunity we can uh, some some use case we have now and we can solve with the tools we have because with generative ai we have wonderful tools and it's not the, the technology is there and it's more a matter about how to use it. Hmm. Uh, for example, I see a lot of opportunity in marketing because, for example, um, suppose that you are a large corporation that wants to write meaningful text on your website, on your catalog. You have, for example, mm -hmm. you are a retailer. You have many, many uh, products to describe. And AI can help you a lot on that because, mm -hmm. you, uh, because you already have data about, about uh, the stuff, but just to not describe it in the right way. Sometimes mm -hmm. you don't have the description of stuff. You just have a picture, mm -hmm. okay? And now multimodal system can describe picture, okay? Mm -hmm. And when you want to talk to a customer, uh, if you are a brand, you want to talk in a specific way. You want to talk in a tone. And it's very, very time consuming for a storyteller to describe uh, a, a copywriter, to describe each article with the best quality possible. So mm. in marketing, I, I see huge opportunity because you can take uh, all this data on with just the LM we have now, you can write very meaningful uh, product description. Mm. And we can write, uh, you can write this uh, article with the, the tone of the of the company, and if you apply some fine tuning on the model, you can create something that really targets. You can optimize the SEO. You can uh, you can optimize, uh, um, for example, for the keyword placement. So hmm. it's a very massive opportunity in marketing. Hmm. 
it's, it's one of the one of the ex, one of the example, but there is many others. Uh, for example, I, I, I can see a very huge opportunity in HR in human resource because now what we have to do the matching of candidates. You know, we have a job description. The candidate is really shit what you have now because you have just a mechanical tool that try to extract the structure of the resume, but the problem the resume are, are always different. Mm -hmm. Okay, and you can build a system, and I've seen uh, just kind of system that uh, were built that can go, uh, they can um, do a, an amazing job to mm -hmm. analyze um, a job description, to analyze a resume, and to describe uh, why this candidate fit is, is a good fit for the job. Because what happened now? If it is a serious company, there is a someone at the resource department that read and, and assess all the resume according to the job description, which is not easy. Or very often is automatic system. And after you are the first filter is automatic system that is just a mm -hmm. keyword system. And mm -hmm. then you have the open resource management. And mm -hmm. there is so many candidates that can be a good fit that are not recruited. And so this is an example of opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, there is other opportunity. There, uh, for example, every nearly every uh, profession can be affected. For example, if you are in merge and acquisition uh, business, okay, mm -hmm. uh, there is a concept on do merge and acquisition. There is a concept of data room, okay, mm -hmm. and you put all the document. And after there is an analyst that one that need to explore all the data to to explore the risk if it is good or not to invest. But if you use Gender AI and you use a retrieval augmentation, actually you can. Mm -hmm store all the, the, the document into a database. You can add a vector database. You can add other kind of technology. And using LLM, you can generate query. You can, you can talk to your data. And mm -hmm. you, can, you can do amazing stuff. And it mm -hmm. brings a lot of value. Okay? Mm -hmm. So um, in law, when you want to create a contract or want to create a contract review, big context. Um, uh, just as the one that is provided by Anthropic Cloud, for example, mm. the one not wet CAC context. Actually, with some knowledge of law, you can review the contract, you can ask to modify the contract, and it's totally amazing if you if you if you make it works. Mm. Uh, other uh, other opportunity is education, because AI can be a very good tools um, to tra train you on a specific uh, aspect. For example, I'll give you a very funny example. Suppose you want to, to be a very good negotiator. You want to negotiate with someone, actually. What you can do, you, you can create an AI system, like an agent, and you dialogue with this agent. And uh, this agent is uh, the most skillful negotiator in the world. Because you have include all the knowledge and you use books for that. For example, philosophy book. I don't know if you know this book of Schopenhauer mm. uh, that talk about uh, how to debate. Okay. Mm. Mm -hmm. Or you can include other books. If you use all this knowledge and you constrain your LLM on, on this specific knowledge, you can create a small game in which you can uh, negotiate with an agent on it can tra train you how to negotiate. Mm. 
and it can be very fun and very interactive. Yeah. So Definitely. there is so many there is so many applications you, you can you 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 can you can you can imagine because mm-hmm. the very good thing with generative AI it affects every profession. Hmm. I love I like I really like all the examples that you shared. Uh, you can help everyone see or help everyone understand new ideas. To push your last example, I believe that we'll be able to train those persons and with augmented reality and all the work that Meta is doing, we'll be able to have a personal trainer that be, yes. will be in front of us and yes. and act and speak and shout and and have emotions and yes. so that we can train ourselves to specific things, exactly. which I find amazing. And of course, there are many things that can go wrong or we can be scared of, uh, but... In the core, I believe there is an amazing podcast uh, on Lex Friedman where yep. um, Lex have a discussion with uh, Mark Zuckerberg on the... Yep. Uh, yeah, I've the, seen that um, one. Yeah, uh, Amazing and very fascinating how we can uh, grow close, closer as human beings um, with this technology. And so I believe that combining this Gen AI prompt, prompts um, these LLMs uh, with this technology... Uh, will create amazing opportunities to build amazing products. Um, yeah. That being said, yes, sorry, you wanted to yeah, add something is, about but, that. But it's very, very difficult because, you know, as human being, you are very, you actually your brain uh, is very well trained to recognize emotion on, on the on face of others. Okay. Mm-hmm. On most of the time, when you try to scan of system, it's very deceptive. Because there is something creepy, there is something that is fit doesn't natural. Even to detect the silence, you know, when people talk, when is your time to talk is very difficult. To convey hmm. the emotion of the voice hmm. is, you know, the human being, you are very well trained on that. Hmm. And so it's a huge challenge because if you don't make it perfect, it's a total failure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe also that. Uh, by having humans in the loop and by having more and more and more data, we'll yep. reach a point like like you said, we had chat GP, like we had GPT for a long time, but to be disruptive, it needed many iterations so that yes. people can go, wow. And I believe yes. that that might apply here also. Yes. Uh, and I really look forward. Uh, I, I'm curious to see how this is going to um, to appear and uh, be used and the use cases that people come up with. Um, you mentioned agents, and this is uh, uh, the last topic I would like to, to discuss with you today um, before going into my three little last questions. But agents, can you share about the definition of agents and what does that mean uh, and how do you see it evolve in the future? Yeah, okay. If you, if you see intelligence in human. As a civilization, uh, actually, if you see us on our ancestor, if you read the book *Sapiens*, mm-hmm. amazing book. Yeah, amazing book. Yes, I'm not agree with the, the the new idea of the author, but okay. So the we we are an advanced civilization now because we build on the past. We we build from history because. Our ancestor can write the techniques, write everything. And the power we have is just because you are you are you are not clever yourself. 
we are just the best uh, species on the planet to cooperate. And it's why we are clever. We are collaboratively clever because I don't know how to create a processor. I don't know a lot of stuff actually. Um, but I can I can be an IT guy if the processor doesn't exist. Um, the, the, we are a clever species because we, ca we can collaborate at huge scale at the world level, at the civilization mm. level. And I believe that AI will be the same. Uh, I mentioned the, 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 the doctor before, okay? So now there is no, you know, when you see a doctor, you see many because there, there is each of them is specialist on one aspect. Because it's impossible to be an expert is in all. And it's the problem with ChatGPT. He, he, he tried to be an expert in all, but it's not the reality. Mm -hmm. So I believe that a true uh, a system that is truly intelligent is something that will contain many specific intelligence that can collaborate to, uh, together. And you can do this experiment today with a um, framework that uh, you can use today that are available, for example, Autogen from Microsoft. If you use this fascinating framework, you can create some agent. Uh, some mm. agent can, can be very simple, just a prompt and with a, a scenario, okay? Mm -hmm. And what Autogen uh, is doing is just create a framework in which you can create this agent and there's a framework in which this agent can collaborate, mm. okay? So mm -hmm. if you make uh, a system in which agent can collaborate with each other to solve mm -hmm. a problem, mm -hmm. for example, if you want to create a system that writes, uh, for example, uh, a software, okay? Mm -hmm. You need a project manager, you need a database mm -hmm. engineer, you need uh, many specialists actually mm -hmm. to solve the problem. So mm -hmm. we can create a small team of agents. Mm -hmm. Each of them is uh, become an expert on the field because you oriented the prompt in the latent space of the LLM or mm -hmm. even better if you if you fine tune each agent on the specific knowledge it will be mm -hmm. better mm -hmm. and you can create something that has more impact than what a single AI can do and mm -hmm. the good thing of that a human can be an agent too so you can be someone that is part of the game because very often uh, with agent, you know, is is a, like a ping pong. They play with mm. each other, and at, at, at the end, they get stuck. So it's good sometimes to have excellent knowledge, uh, to have yeah. human in the loop that can solve this problem. And mm -hmm. the good thing with Autogen is one of the first framework that allow human on, uh, on the loop. And the other great stuff about agent is tools, because if you give agent tools, the power to get information from external to the power to make the stuff done. For example, to press a button, to, to, to make a push test order or something like this, you can create, you can create amazing stuff. Mm. And uh, this way I believe that a agent will be a major technology to achieve a more intelligent system that we have now. We have now. Um, in my point of view, I don't think AI is risky. So all this stuff about AI dangerous is bullshit. Uh, in my point of view, <laughs> I'm very bold about that because I, I, actually uh, an AI system is just a mathematical function. Why you are afraid about a mathematical function? Mathematical function, input, output. No more than that. Mm -hmm. LLM is just input, 
how huge it is. It's just input output. Okay. Mm-hmm. The 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 big concern is about system that can act on the world. This can be the unconscious. Mm. Because suppose that you give an agent the power to kill. You use an agent with a automated weapon or something like this. This mm. is very dangerous. Mm-hmm. But not the AI himself. The, the, mm-hmm. the, AI, the, the brain is not dangerous at all. Just if you connect the system to real uh, system, mm-hmm. is where you need to be. It's why you need to be aware of. Just like suppose that you have it's not, no need to be a, no need to be an AI. For example, suppose I write a program that do random stuff. It's a monkey keyboard stuff. Mm. Just a program that just tap on the keyboard. Uh, whatever, okay, and mm-hmm. try to you move the moves and something like this, and mm-hmm. get access to all my program. Mm-hmm. I would be scared, and it's not intelligent at all, because mm-hmm. it's a system that has access to my system and uh, that can do every stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's the same with with the AI system. If you give an AI system um, access to a lot of tools and in a, not a, in a controlled way, this. Mm-hmm. This is not the correct way. Mm, uh, exactly. Makes sense. I, I really like uh, um, the two main things I would like to comment on this um, would be, first, I love the idea of agents. I believe that we can have like one agent specialized to like determine using like the tasks or the task, uh, yeah. which agents should come into it. That is easy to do. Then train, like fine tune LLMs that yes. then will be called. Uh, there are many ways to do that. And it's very interesting. And, and I love that uh, it requires uh, um, a human following the discussions, getting inside from it, seeing how they operate, what they come, like what conclusions do they arrive to or if they went in a wrong yeah, path, yeah. maybe correct yeah. them. So that's amazing. And I, and I love it. And I believe that uh, it will be a big part of uh, the future. Uh, so uh, I will be uh, looking out to, uh, to, to learn more from your vision on, on this aspect. And on the dangers of AI, I totally agree. AI is just numbers and <laughs> yes. statistics but that being said i liked your metaphor your uh, analogy and i would like to add another one uh we can we built an axe which is good to cut trees yes but we can also harm people with an axe yes um but the scale at which we can do both of the things i with an axe i can't get uh 10 trees and with an axe i can't uh, attack uh, more than specific number of people in a specific amount of time. Yes. And where I think it can be interesting to compare that is that AI is a tool or those agents empowered and having specific powers uh, is um, like the axe analogy, but at scale where yes. I can cut 10 trees at one time or I can harm 10 people yes. in one time. And so I believe that like you said, I believe that this is the right way to, to, to phrase it. It really depends on how much decision power we give a specific system and who is designing the system also, like the intentions of exactly. the people designing the system. Yeah, ex- exactly. I think we are all we are wrong about um, ethical AI, actually. You know, uh, the, best, the best system like Anthropic with the constitutional AI, you know, that the AI... Um, a specific rule, you cannot 
and, and uh, he must follow the constitution to always uh, uh, create something that is ethical. I mm. think, okay, it's good, but it's better than what OpenAI is doing because OpenAI actually uses the preference of people, which is the average of everyone, which is not good because the average of everyone is by definition something that is not perfect. Mm -hmm. It's just the average, it's just average. So it's why the concept of cloud on, on, on the constitutional AI is, be, is better. But the problem, I try with that. Suppose that I want to write a fiction and mm -hmm. I like the, you know, the battle with, uh, I write to write fiction with the battle between elf and orc and something, something like this, okay? Mm -hmm. The problem, if you try to ask uh, uh, Claude to write a story about that, he say, oh, it's not ethical. The elf cannot attack the orc, okay? But mm -hmm. I say, why? Because it's a fiction and I like fiction. So why, even in Chai book, you know, in Chai book, there is some terrible story about a, a wall that eat, uh, uh, that, that eat uh, the, the grandmother and some, something like this. There is a terrible story and, and, the, and the kid like it because they know that it's something that is, uh, this is a fiction. And the problem mm -hmm. is the, you know, the, this concept of ethical and blah, 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 um, is a little bit bullshit because I'm, I'm the one that controls the AI. And if I want, you know, uh, a stupid story to be written, why I cannot have a stupid story? It's just my function. I, why this function resists? I want the function perform because I believe that the response, we don't, we don't need other law. I believe that the responsibility is on the user side. Mm. You decide what is right and what is wrong. And if the AI produces something that is harmful, you use it or you don't use it, but it's your you are responsible of it. It's the mm. big difference. Um, it's, it's, you need to be conscious that it's not a system that is perfect. For example, talking about, uh, you know, Biaz or something like this, uh, problem about equality of chance and blah, blah, blah. So mm -hmm. you need to be careful that what you need to know is when you interact with the system, you need to have a very transparent description of the ability of the system. You need to have a very, uh, you have a, you need to have a test that assess the system. On it, very important to know all the source of information. The problem we have now with companies such as OpenAI, OpenAI is the only thing that is open is OpenAI is the name, mm. because they are not open at all, because mm. they are the one that uh, say okay. Trust us, we are, you are someone, I love app on AI, yeah. but the problem is say, okay, trust us, AI is very dangerous. We need to close all everything. Trust us, we will deliver something that is trustful, that is safe and blah, blah, blah. Bullshit, because what is safe, I believe that something that is open, something that can be audited by anyone is safe. And I prefer the vision of Face or Meta that try to disclose all the information about our model is trained uh, to be very transparent if they use copyright, copyright, uh, for example, you interact OpenAI, you write, a, you ask to write a summary of a book. Mm. How we can know the book if it's not trained on the book? That means they use copyright system and they are not transparent. It's not a problem if they use a copyright system, but they, they must be transparent. If you train a system um, with many, many sources, we need to be aware of, of that. So the focus is not about 
to create content that is safe, the, 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 just as in life, you need to do a due diligence to know to who you are talking to, okay? Just uh, LLM has, is, is trained on something, he has a personality, in, is, anthropomorphic, but he has a personality, you need to, to be aware that uh, how this LLM works, uh, what is his value, uh, because uh, different civilizations have different value. If you train mm. a system, uh, for example, in India with Indian knowledge or uh, in Europe, the value will be different and the value mm. will be different in, in US. But mm -hmm. you need to be aware about how the system is trained and you don't take everything for granted mm -hmm. because you are the pilot. You are the one that decides. Mm -hmm. And the ethics is on you, not on the system. And if the system doesn't reply in an ethical way, okay, you need to be aware of that. But uh, we cannot, it's impossible in my point of view to create a system that is totally safe on the ethical point of view, or if not, it will be very boring. Mm. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I have two comments mm, on this. I think the first one is... Uh, um, uh, I join you on this vision, but I'm also thinking that for, um, cons like for, for example, terrorism, it is in the best interest of everyone if uh, no one can get the recipe to build specific harmful things. Yeah. Um, and so if I understand correctly, your point is it is in the responsibility of each person yeah. to do something right that is right. Is yeah, the right the right yeah. thing. Yeah. Because the problem if you are a terrorist, no matter what, you would you will do you you will do crazy things. You find all the way. So no matter what. Of course, with AI, maybe you can do that a, a huge case, but because AI exists or because we have po more powerful tools. And you have the resource, you can do it, but it's mm. more the responsibility of the of the of the people. And my big concern is government, because the government, okay, they, they try to regulate AI, but the government they create weapon. And this is not regulated. And the problem uh, the, the, my big concern is more about using AI uh, with um, decision system that can decide. Who to kill? This is a big concern. So mm. uh, I believe that it's, it's better to have a ban, a totally ban about, uh, just like we have a ban about uh, chemical weapon. Okay? Mm -hmm. Don't use automated system uh, to create weapon. It, it, it should be a total ban. But the problem is now, if you have a plane, for example, the plane, the, the drone, is not a total AI system, but is automated and it's already happened. It's a big mm. concern in my point mm -hmm. of view. So rather to focus about uh, blah blah blah, AI is dangerous and so on. Mm -hmm. We need to to focus on on the on weapon and don't try to build to build powerful weapon. This is the big concern. I see. And the second point, uh, the second comment I wanted to uh, uh, get into further is um, um, so. I really understand. Uh, I really agree on the bias. Like if a model is not open sourced, then we don't know what are the biased. And I think that this is important because let's say 
the world is um, like each person is like a lot of data points with a lot of characteristics. Yes. And if I take only specific data points, then it is like what happened today with the algorithms in Facebook as of my content changed through time based on my connections and what I like and what I don't like. Yep. And so I'll end up using LLMs that just go in a specific direction Yes, and, and bubble. Exactly, yeah. like the, fa the famous bubble. So this is a very interesting thing to take into account to like know what are the sources I consume, like where does the knowledge I consume on a daily basis come from and uh, how I can make sure to uh, at least try to grow my bubble. <laughs> yes, <laughs> first, yes, first exactly. Growing. Yes, yes, it's good. Um, about about um, ethics on AI, I believe that um, constitutional AI is, is 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 the best system we have we have now. Anthropic they, they have done a next extraordinary job. Actually, mm. I, I was a little bit critics about 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 that before, but they have done an excellent job because um, if you see uh, OpenAI, they refuse to answer to you so of, of some topics, or you try to jailbreak, but try to they they but. They, they don't explain you why, but mm. Anthropic, they have done an amazing job because, because of the training. So when you ask something that is not ethical, they try to explain you in a pedagogical way. They try to explain you in a gentle way. Mm. Why mm -hmm. it's not good to do that, okay? Mm -hmm. And it's a better way to, to educate people. Mm. So if you have AI that is trained to do good for humanity, mm -hmm. this, this will uh, improve the, the 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 way we we exchange with each other and try to improve the the the, the, the people. So if you train an AI uh, in order to to give good advice how to behave, not to forbid, but just to say, okay, yes, but uh, I don't agree with you. This is not the correct way to do. Uh, except the problem of fiction and non-fiction, okay? Mm. So even once you solve that, mm -hmm. uh, I think it's the, it's, it's the best way. Don't try to uh, to say, okay, I can answer that, blah, blah, blah. No, try to explain why you cannot answer that. It's not good mm. to, to, for example, you try to you ask me to do something that is harmful. Okay, mm -hmm. explain you why it's harmful. Sometimes people they are not aware about that. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm not sure where, but I read or saw about this and I love it and I love the idea. And I don't expect OpenAI to do it soon. <laughs> uh, yes. That's uh, that's amazing. Amazing topics. Um, my three little questions at the end are, um, do you have tips for people like where to look at for information or how do you keep learning on a daily basis? Yeah. So what I use, uh, I read a research article. So uh, every day there is a research article uh, that try to advance that field and is the best way to, to, to learn because you are the forefront of the innovation. So, of course, it's, 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 quite, it's not easy because every day, there, sometimes there is 50 articles, 50 new articles on AI. Mm. So, uh, my morning routine, I uh, wake up very early at five or six. So, mm -hmm. I, go, uh, I go to the archive to see the new article on the, on the field. And I try mm -hmm. to, to read all the, the summary first. I select some of them because there is some topic I like more. And then I try to study in deep the article. And, to, mm -hmm. and then I use the method learning public. So I publish a summary of the article uh, explaining 
why it's important, what is not important, uh, what you can learn about that, and why it is good to to to, to go further and try the, the example. So it's a good routine. So if you are committed to do that every day, there is 365 days in a in a year. So at the end of the year, you will read 365 articles on the field. And you are there is not so many people that are doing that. Yeah. And if you try to don't read, not only read, but try to summarize and try to to make it simpler uh, to mm-hmm. people. It's why I write on my LinkedIn that I want to democratize, uh, to, to make the AI more democratic. I want to explain. I try, because when you try to explain to others, mm-hmm. actually, it's a means to learn yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the biggest one. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest one, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you are committed to do it in public every day, and it's a routine that, okay, you need to do that just like you do sport. Every day, you, go, mm-hmm. you, you take your shoes and you go to run. And mm-hmm. if you're committed to that every day, at the end of the, the year, actually, there is a very huge uh, outcome. You are maybe one of the most knowledgeable, most knowledgeable people about, about uh, this topic. Okay? Mm-hmm. You can meet amazing friends. You can meet a lot of friends in, in AI. And we can talk with each other because we know each other using uh, LinkedIn. Okay? And maybe mm-hmm. you read my article. Mm-hmm. So it's the best way to learn. Uh, and after I give you a lot of ideas, of course, you need also to practice. You need to write program. Uh, you need to do review about what happens. Mm-hmm. And I believe that is a great way to progress. And to have friends uh, and try to exchange. Mm. Challenging. Awesome. Those are amazing advice. I believe that those are like very... Um, uh, industry transversal applicable advices in a way yes. that we just like we just need to define those specific tasks that we'll need to repeat over and over like going to the gym based on what we want to achieve so the what yes. the why is the first step and then yes. comes into place like these kind of actions that set us apart from not only the competition but um also from our past version of ourselves. Let's yes, say. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at, at the end, is, uh, the, the more you do, actually, the easier is, is it. It's yes. just, like, like, just like running, actually, the same. Yes, amazing. So people can see you on LinkedIn, writing the summaries of these articles. Um, do you have more um, ways of communication, social, yeah. that can, people can follow you on? Yeah, I've, um, I started newsletter two weeks ago. It's very new. Uh, I start newsletter awesome. because sometimes, you know, uh, an article every day is not enough. Sometimes you need to make a summary about uh, because I just w- choose one topic every 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 day. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there is more news, there is more stuff. So mm-hmm. it's better to have a newsletter to 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 discuss about all the good things that happen during a week. Mm-hmm. And uh, other stuff is article and medium. When you write article and medium, you go deeper on a subject and sometimes you do research yourself. So mm-hmm. uh, on, on a specific field, on, you, you can show how to implement, for example, RAG or knowledge graph or something like this. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a good way because uh, you learn. When you, when you write, you learn, actually. Um, books are excellent. Uh, it's quite difficult books because... Uh, you know, books is not a normal object. It's a, 
you need to work a lot. You need to to work with the publisher. Uh, so uh, it's, it's, it's quite rigid uh, a book, mm -hmm. but it's a good way to make. Um, for example, suppose you have you, you have a knowledge and you want to crystallize all this knowledge into something. That stay a book is 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 a good way to start. Mm, an artifact, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So you have all those uh, those ways you're going to publish uh, your your book, uh, if not at the end of the year, beginning of next year. Is that correct? Yeah. Oh, data integration. The data integration book will be published. Uh, actually, the book is finished. It's under review now uh, at mm -hmm. the editor, and now I have a plan to write a book uh, with some friend I made on on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. uh, people from Apple, people from Google, and mm -hmm. we we plan to write a book about generative AI, and Amazing. that combine uh, that combine the 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 most knowledge of people that really build in large language model at scale mm. with the application side. So mm. we combine the theoretical part to the applic the application side. How we implement AI uh, uh, in industries. Hmm, amazing. Um, and my last question, and before I want to thank you a lot for coming on the podcast, sharing all your knowledge, your industry experience, I want to emphasize that um, I personally am very impressed as of the career that you've had in the past and that you're still having today, of course, uh, impressed by the knowledge and how you want to push the industry and um, and achieve those common goals that we uh, might share uh, in the AI industry as a better world, let's say, yeah. uh, and a better human conditions and technology serving human. Um, so thank you for coming on the show again. Uh, did you want to react briefly to, to this or, or should I move forward to my last question? Yeah, I would like to say something about AGI. Actually, I don't believe, I don't believe in AGI at mm -hmm. all. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because... Uh, it, it, because AGI means that a system has intent, has, you know, he has a goal, something mm -hmm. like this. And mm -hmm. I don't believe in that. Uh, today, AI just, are just tools, okay? Um, and we don't know exactly what, you know, what is consciousness or something like this. It's not a problem that is solved. And if consciousness is just a mathematical function, <laughs> it'd be funny, but I'm doubt of that. Okay, it's mm -hmm. a lot on the philosophical part of, of it. And mm -hmm. another part is uh, about the danger about AI. I don't think AI is dangerous. You know, there is a lot of uh, people in the press or big names that try to, to yeah. make people afraid about, about that. Uh, it's true that it's transformative. It's very transformative and you don't know what happens when you invent a, a technology. For example, if you take Facebook, Nobody can guess that Facebook can create revolution in some country. Okay, mm -hmm. so when inv you invent, you create new stuff. Uh, there is something good happen, something bad happen, mm -hmm. and because AI is so generative AI is so transformative to the world. Of course, there will be good things or bad things. Is mm -hmm. sure of that. Sure of that. You have good thing to win. We can win a lot of stuff. Independence. Uh, um, an happier life. We can solve massive challenge we face today about uh, mm -hmm. climate, energy, and so on, and can be solved with this technology. But of course, we can create bad stuff. Mm -hmm. So, 
AI is just a tool. It's not something dangerous. Uh, uh, I don't believe, like the author of Sapiens, that something is dangerous, that uh, you know the, the human history will be written by the AI in the future. I don't, I don't believe, I don't buy the story of that. You know, mm. there is this famous guy that say, okay, communist is finished, the end of history. Remember this book? It was uh, in IT, right? End of history, there is no more history. American way as wing, and, and that's all. It's not mm. true. <laughs> you have you have problem every day. There is war that happen. Okay, the the story, the the the, the 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 history continue. And okay, um, now we have new new tools like writing. I consider that uh, AI is as transformative as writing. Okay, mm-hmm. and people believe that in the past book were dangerous. And you know there is some government that burn books because books on idea are dangerous. The same of uh, the same for AI, but it's just mm-hmm. a t- it's just it's just a tool. So I don't buy the, the 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 vision of the author of Sapiens that say okay, the story will be writing will be written by AI in the in the future. I don't mm-hmm. think so. Uh, it will all as also uh, decide by human. Okay, that use tools. Of course, the human that use tools will be more powerful. They have more power. Just as today, when you use book on knowledge of or predecessor, we are more, uh, you are smarter, we can mm-hmm. do more, you can achieve more, the same. So, hmm. yeah, I I kind of agree. So, uh, um, I'm curious, these are discussions that I want to have. Uh, let's see, uh, I want to make these kind of discussions also happen um, when we have uh, very talented people with good understanding of specific things, very important things such as uh, history, technology, yeah. science, and uh, discuss together about this kind of subjects are uh, fascinating. Yeah. yeah, what is fascinating with AI actually? Uh, because it's not only computer science. Because hmm. you need to discuss with many people. I have the chance to discuss with philosophers from hmm. Meta uh, um, that work that talk about ethics, mm-hmm. historian. Uh, people that work in medicine, philosophy. Mm. You know, all the field actually uh, can be in, in a way chunk because of, of, of AI. So when you make fun, when you embrace the career in AI, especially now because it has traction, mm-hmm. you can meet so many people with so many perspectives and that's great value. Mm. Amazing. It's not, it's not a matter of just computer scientists that play with their computer is more than that. Of course. It's like you said before, uh, earlier, um, it's, uh, I mean, like, uh, Nava Ravi can say it's, uh, the, the, the same, the same positive, uh, the, not the zero sum game, but the yes, exactly. positive sum game. I'm not sure yeah. how I phrase it. Yeah, but, uh, exactly. Exactly. That, exactly. That yes is yes, and, exactly. Because the, the, the cake is bigger with, with AI, because we can achieve more. We can mm. do more than before. Um, for, we can create, for a creator, we can create amazing stuff that were not possible before. And um, everyone can be a creator. Before, if you want to be a painter, you need to, to, to study the hard way. But now if you have creativity, because to be an artist, is not only to have skills, it's to have mm-hmm. ideas. To have, mm-hmm. um, you know, this purpose, and uh, you need to have this story. And just because now we have tools that allow us to create something that is can be beautiful, 
Mm. AI just like your tools to to draw on. You can be an artist, and even mm. if you're not, you don't have the skill. The same for a programmer. For what you know, is is a hard skill. You need you need to be trained when you are small to be a mm. good developer. It takes years to be excellent. But mm. now, if you have good ideas, I see people that they, are, they have good ideas. They, they can explain well what they want, and they mm. create they can create amazing stuff. And I think it's wonderful. I mm. don't, I'm not afraid they are taking my job. No, not at all. Because they mm. have this, this ability to describe uh, what they want. Amazing. And, uh, and I love how social medias, and this is one of the big points with great points, internet and social media can allow you to work on very niche problems because, yes. because you can share it to the world. Yes. Then it can scale, even if it's a niche thing. There might yes. be 50,000 people out there that 20 years from uh, trench 20 years behind um, it wasn't an option to work on this niche problem because we couldn't reach that audience or it would require paying big television shows and and like having exactly, exactly. big means and, and, and big financial uh, budgets amazing i love this discussion do you have a last message for the let's talk ai community oh i if you If you're interested in AI, just start now because it's, it's the right moment. There is no better time to start to uh, experiment AI, try to build stuff with with, uh, with with AI. Because things are possible now. There is traction. It, it really creates value. Because in the past, actually, it was deceptive because uh, the technology were, were not there. Now, the big difference is just create value to people. And... It's a value you can capture yourself. The, the most funny thing is not the company that will take advantage of AI, just individuals that become like a cyborg that use AI to earn their skills on become more powerful, become more uh, advanced to create stuff. And you know, when when you program is very painful because sometimes there is something that doesn't work and you get stuck. But it's just like you have a bike with a with an electric uh, system, and uh, if you use AI, it's why I like the this uh, this image, this picture of Andrew Ng, the famous guy from Coursera, that yeah. teach so many people about AI. Mm -hmm. And he say um, AI is just like electricity. I like this because it's exactly that. Just it boosts you because it provides you more power, and that can that help you to think uh, more quickly and to achieve more. In this time, so it's the best start. This is the best uh, time to to, to start uh, with AI. You can be with, you can start with, from any profession actually. It's not mm -hmm. reserved to only computer people. Um, mm -hmm. You can be a lawyer. You can be a doctor. You can you can you can start. Mm. Amazing. Thanks a lot for your time, Raphael. I had an amazing time, uh, and I wish you to have a wonderful day. Yes. Thanks. Congrats, you've made it to the end. I hope you had a great time and that you learned a few things. To learn more about AI, you can subscribe to my newsletter or check the blog. And to support the podcast, you can give us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also share it with two friends, colleagues or family members that might be interested. I wish you to have a wonderful day. Bye.